this third Monday of Lent, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elisha, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and the severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elisha was sent, but only to a widow in Sarephath, in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet. Yet, not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built, to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Take this out of here and stop making my father's house a marketplace. Let's remove the things in our heart that prevent us from having a relationship with God in freedom. Or rather, let Jesus expel from our life this week all the things that turn our relationship with Him into a trade. This week, I would like us to look deeper together into Jesus' gesture and words as He expelled the vendors from the temple in yesterday's Gospel. It isn't just another passage. It isn't a simple outburst on Jesus' part. It isn't a catechesis on how to get angry properly, or how to justify our anger, as some like to interpret it. Today, we could say that we ourselves are Jesus' Father's house, because the temple of the Lord is no longer only the temple that the Christian community builds, and that we need so much as a token of His presence, but it is our own heart and it becomes a business. Yesterday, someone wrote to me saying something like this, Why, if the word of the Lord is so clear, are sales made within churches? Jesus' gesture doesn't refer to whether it should be allowed to make sales inside or near the temple or not, although, obviously, we must recognize that there are many abuses, since in many parts of the Catholic world there are temples that, more than temples, seem to be religious merchandising businesses, but that's another issue. Jesus expels the salesmen who made the profit from the spiritual need of the people, especially the poor, and he does so, among other things, to teach us to avoid relating our Father with a mercantile attitude. Since Jesus came into the world, into our lives, that's no longer necessary. We'll get back to this topic later. Something in today's Gospel may invite questions that we don't often get to analyze in depth and have to do with what none other than Jesus himself suffered in his own flesh, the rejection of those who were closest to him and knew him well. Why is no prophet well received in his land? Why was Jesus rejected in his land, in his place? 
Why does the same thing happen to us sometimes in our families where they know us? Why were these people so angry with Jesus when they heard his words? What's hidden behind this attitude of rejection towards what's known? Why is that not even miracles are enough when we are among ours? Why is the change that Jesus made in our life, which is real, not enough for those closest to you and me to be convinced that God manifests himself in the simple, everyday things of our lives? This is a very disturbing matter, one which often knows at our hearts. You may be one of those who received the joy of being saved by Jesus and now spreads his fragrance everywhere. Nevertheless, you can't do it among your own family. Your family seems to be an unbreakable wall. Has this ever happened to you? No prophet is well received in his own land, and you and I are prophets by baptism. If we are united to Jesus, we speak in his name. That's what being a prophet means. At times, the reverse actually happens. We too sometimes reject the voice of God that becomes manifest to us through someone who's close to us. Surely we must admit that it has happened to you, and it isn't easy. What's the matter then? It just so happens that we don't understand this. It so happens that we don't understand that God dwells in our hearts and can speak to us through anyone, even a person who isn't to our liking. It happens because we don't understand that God, who is great, speaks through the human and the small. Because we don't understand that we can't understand God, forgive the redundancy, but that we have to accept Him as He is, and that the only one who teaches us what He is like is precisely Him. Jesus did not allow Himself to be killed today. He walked on although they didn't understand him, and even though they wanted to murder him. And so we go, trying to follow our path, that of Jesus, even if they want to kill us and silence our voices, simply because they don't understand us or don't want to hear the obvious, simply because they don't understand that God can speak in the temple of each heart and that by turning his relationship with us into a commercial exchange, we miss out on the gratuitousness of his love that appears to us everywhere, even through those who we find difficult to love. Don't be angry if your closest circles reject you. It also happened to Jesus, and it's part of the logic of the gospel. Don't be like those who rejected Jesus because he was familiar to them, because he was so normal. Always try to listen to the voice of God that manifests itself through everyone, especially those closest to you. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain with us forever. <laughs>